Hey everyone, welcome to Reclaiming My Power, I Choose Me, episode one, yay! I am so, so, so excited, I'm so glad you're here, uh, thank you for your support, thank you for joining, I, I'm, I'm so thankful. So let me tell you a little bit about me and how we got to this point or how I got to this point. I am... What's your name? <laughs> Who are you? I am Nandi, otherwise known as Nandi. I am... Oh my gosh, why am you, I you have a family? <laughs> I am happily married with three beautiful kids and a grandbaby. Yay! <laughs> I am so thankful for where I am now. I have this this joy and this this sense of peace, which is something that I have not had for quite some time. I think for most of my life I I didn't really know who I was. I dealt with I think identity crisis because of of trauma, childhood trauma. So just to give you a little bit of, of what that was. So I was molested as a little girl. I, uh, if you've listened to my, my intro, you've heard me talk about being played by, played about my life being plagued by uh, trauma, anxiety, and uh, hopefully you've listened to my special message uh, that's entitled special message special message or it's entitled special message, but it's for anyone like me that's, that's gone through um, molestation or any type of trauma where you were blaming yourself. Um, you know, you, you dealt with uh, shame and guilt and you didn't really get to live because you, you were consumed by that. The purpose of that special message was to, to help someone free themselves from all of that in order to move forward and just live. So that's the whole premise behind reclaiming my power. I choose me is to reclaim your power from anything uh, that's holding you back, anything like molestation or, or childhood trauma that, that hangs over you or that's a dark cloud over you. It's to encourage you to take that power back from it, choose yourself and move forward. So that's what that's about. And so through my journey, I, I, good question. Yes. Where can we hear it? Where can you hear? Your intro and your special message. Oh, sure. I'm so sorry. You can hear my intro and the special message on Buzz Sprouts. Buzz Sprouts. Yes. Buzz Sprouts. And coming soon on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And coming soon on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yay. Thank you to my producer, amazing producer, Yvonne. She's just she's just awesome. And so yes, big things are coming. I'm I'm so excited. And so yes, the reason for reclaiming my power, I choose me. It's due to the fact <laughs> There you go. I'm so I can see your eyes. Gotcha, your gotcha, gotcha, eyes. gotcha, gotcha. So for most of my life, I dealt with uh, the trauma of molestation, the trauma of guilt and, and shame and thinking I did something wrong. And it didn't, there were different levels as to how I felt. 
in the beginning, I didn't know the magnitude of what had happened. I just knew that something was wrong. Something was off. Something about me was off. Something about me was different. And so I didn't know necessarily the impact that it had on me. But I think as I got older, I went through levels of different emotions. And I can remember being a young, really young, maybe under 10 and just feeling different, but I couldn't identify what it was that I felt. I felt, I felt different. I felt isolated. I felt lonely. I would look at other kids playing and I just felt like I was different and I couldn't put into words or really identify why I felt different. In my teenage years, I didn't really, I still didn't really understand the magnitude of what had happened, but I knew something bad had happened and I couldn't really, I couldn't really explain it. And I eventually saw a show on TV that helped me understand that part of, or, or what I went through was criminal. What, what I mm -hmm. went through was wrong. And so through those, throughout the years, it impacted me differently. Uh, because in addition to the childhood trauma of molestation, I was bullied and I was teased as a child. And I think it's because maybe I gave off the impression that I was different. I felt like I was marked somehow. So it opened the doors for me to be teased and, and, and bullied. And so, and that went, the bullying and the teasing went on for, for a number of years. The, the molestation stopped when I was younger, but the teasing, it went on even through high school. And so it made me feel different. So things, certain things impacted me at different levels in different ways. So it affected my self-esteem. It, it turned me into a people pleaser. I, I would sacrifice myself or my feelings in order to please someone else because I wanted them to like me. I didn't want to be teased. I didn't want to be bullied. I didn't want to be in that bad that bad click, uh, I have an issue with girl clicks. We'll talk more about that later. But anytime I was around people, I wanted to stand out in a positive way. So I would go above and beyond to, to please them or do something nice so they wouldn't have anything to talk about, you know, pleaser? about me in a negative way. A people pleaser. Oh. You said, oh, yeah. Don't learn a people pleaser. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. Oh, that's how I felt. I felt like I was a, a people pleaser. I went above and beyond. Regardless of how I felt or how they treated me, I still went above and beyond to treat them, uh, to treat them nice, to get things for them or, or, or to do for them so that they wouldn't, so that they would like me and so that they wouldn't tease me. And I think that's, that's probably, uh, a trait that I carried on even into adulthood. People pleaser. Oh. That's the wrong thing to do because me doing that, I sacrificed my feelings. I put myself on the back burner. I didn't allow myself to see my worth, to see my value, to see, I didn't know who I was. I was living for everyone else. I was living to please everyone else because I didn't want to be violated again. I didn't want to be mistreated. So I, I really... I, I feel like I mishandled, I mistreated myself, but 
In addition to all of that, I also dealt with anxiety. Anxiety was terrible. I was a terrible worrier. I worried about everything. I was anxious about everything. And I think a lot of my anxiety stemmed from when I was a little girl, uh, anticipating when the next event or violation would happen. Fear. Fear. Oh my goodness. I dealt with so much fear, but I didn't, I didn't realize how much fear I dealt with. And a lot of it was internal. A lot of this, a lot of it was internal. So it came out in different ways. It came out. I was bitter for a while. I was burdened. Not for a while, for a long time, for most of my life, I, I dealt with the burden of just, uh, uh, I think, abandonment and, and rejection and the anxiety and shame and all those negative emotions. And so it affected me physically because I dealt with migraines, I dealt with headaches, I dealt with bad stomach issues. And so it took a toll on you physically as well. Oh, it took a, it, it took a, a major toll on me physically. And and that's because I I did not fully process, didn't do the work with therapy to figure out what my issues were. I just knew that I was in pain, internal pain. I knew that I was different. I, I didn't like myself, didn't love myself because I didn't know who I was. And so it came out in different ways. Now, I had several defining moments. So throughout throughout my life, I, I dealt with quite a few uh, traumatic things uh, that really took a toll on me. One of them being my daughter being diagnosed with cancer on her 15th birthday. And uh, another tra- traumatic event that happened with my, my daughter in 2014 and so there were issues or trauma upon trauma that I did not fully deal with. And so when you don't deal with your trauma, it deals with you. And so in 2018, I had one of my defining moments. I think in the midst of everything, I was, I was spiraling. I was, I was existing. I was working my tail off long hours and I wasn't really dealing with everything I was feeling, I guess, because I couldn't really identify. But in 2018, I had two defining moments. One was my uh, brother, my youngest brother, my baby brother getting married and me working so hard at, uh, at this job that, that consumed most of my life that I was present for his, I was physically there for his wedding, but I wasn't mentally there. I wasn't mentally there. And so I did not get to fully enjoy my brother's wedding because I'm dealing with so much internally, or was I really dealing with it? Then I'm working this deadline driven job and, and I had a huge deadline. My brother got married on October 13th and, uh, was it a Friday? It was a Saturday. So silly. It was on a Saturday, and um, I had a huge deadline on October fifteenth. So the entire time I'm with my brother, I'm thinking about this deadline coming up, and I'm overwhelmed. I feel myself. I feel myself losing. I feel myself losing control. So got through the wedding. The the fifteenth. The deadline came. Uh, 
and I'm working. Actually, that the very next day, that Sunday, I was in the office with my husband sleeping on the floor at the office working, trying to meet this deadline. That deadline came October 15th and I began, I began to crash. I began to crash. And I, uh, you know, like a few weeks later, I said to my husband and, and my daughter, one of my daughters, um, someone needs to do something because I'm about to lose it. I don't know what's going on. I'm about to lose it. So I said, I need to get away. And so together, uh, my daughter, my husband and I, we, I, I, I went on a cruise. I went on a cruise by myself. I call that my reclaiming my power. I choose, well, at that time I called it my I choose me cruise. That cruise helped to save my life because I was in such a bad place that I needed that time away. And I remember uh, flying into, my husband made arrangements for me to fly into Tampa because cruise, I cruised out of Tampa and I flew into Tampa and I stayed at the hotel, this hotel, Western Hotel, and I cried the entire night. I was just so overwhelmed and so consumed and still not really fully identifying what it is that was going on with me. And I, what's that? Was it a good cry? Oh, it was a, it was a needed cry. No, I didn't feel good right after. I didn't. It was a, it was a, it was a needed cry. And so the next morning I, I went on the cruise and cried some more. It was a week long cruise. I cried some more, but I had to get that out. I had to purge. I was so full of so many different things, so many different emotions, and it all came to a head. And so I, I, Use that as an opportunity to to write, to cry, to think about what it is that, that I wanted to do, to think about how I wanted to choose me uh, or how I was going to choose me. How long ago was this? Actually, I, that was 2018. Oh. That was 2018. But I want to go a little further back because my first defining moment started in 2012. 2012, it was one of my birthdays and I was really down and I... I was, there was a lot of um, things going on around me that I needed to process and I didn't know how to process. And it was a, a big milestone birthday for me. And I, I can remember talking to my event planners and trying to come up with a name. And with everything that was going on around me, I said, you know what? I want it to be, I want my theme to be, I choose me. So that's really when I choose me started. It started in 2012 for one of my milestone birthdays. But I didn't do anything with it. I didn't quite know what I choose me meant. And I wasn't choosing myself because I was still living for everyone else and doing everything else but focusing on me. So again, 2018, I went on my I Choose Me cruise. And I came back thinking, okay, I'm empowered. I have a plan. And um, I'm going to start focusing on me and what it is that I want to do. And then this was in November of 2018. At the end of uh, November, I had a test done and long story short, I had a breast scare. I had to have a biopsy. I had to have ultrasound biopsy. And I literally saw my life flash in front of me because the the doctor, after the test, uh, the nurse brought me in to read my results and told me that they found some some things <laughs> mm. uh, and, and some areas of concern. And let me tell you something. I think that's the one that really threw me over the edge because 
we're coming off of my daughter, you know, going through what she did. And then mind you, she went through cancer and cancer treatment in 2009. But even though she's off treatment and she's great, she's healthy, she's healed, she's whole. It's always, unfortunately, we've all been thrown into a club that we didn't want to be a part of. So anytime you hear anything along those lines, it's a flashback. I think we're all still dealing with PTSD from my daughter's uh, cancer treatment. But um, so when they called me in and they, they told me about, you know, what needed to be done, further testing, I saw my life flash in front of me. And I think that's, that's when I really began to, 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 to crash because all the, the stuff that I hadn't dealt with, things just kept piling on and piling on and piling on. And I was at my, my, I was, I was on the verge of a breakdown. I was literally on the verge of a breakdown. If I didn't, I, I believe I did have one. Actually, I did have one. Um, <laughs> I remember there somehow. Yeah, I, I did. I did have it. And, uh, but thankfully after all of the testing and uh, the the biopsy, I believe, was on Christmas Eve of 2018, and the waiting for the results was just oh, it was it was horrible. It was horrible. Anyway, I I can remember one day in January of that following year, 2019, I was waiting for my results still, and I remember going outside and praying to God, like God, please get me through this. If you can just get me through this, I promise. I will do something, you know, do mm. what you want me to do or something along the lines of what I'm supposed to be doing. And shortly after that, I got my results. Literally after praying, the nurse called. I got my results. And what did I do? I walked, this is, I was at work. I, I was downstairs when I talked to the nurse and I was praying. And what did I do? I walked upstairs to the partners at my job, all three of them. Oh I called God. a meeting with all three of them and I told them I was resigning. Oh. I told them I was resigning. I, I This was January, I believe, that January 7th. You got that tells you so much stress. I'd rather not get into that one. Okay. In the future. <laughs> I'd rather uh, not get into that For next episode, one. keep listening. But it wasn't, it was... It was a great job. It was a, I, I loved my job. It's I loved the people career. that I worked with, but it wasn't, that wasn't a career oh. that was, um, for me necessarily. Mm -hmm. And, and, and because I, I wasn't, there was more for me to do. Mm -hmm. And so being in that particular career, again, it wasn't the job. It wasn't the people. Everyone was great. I loved, I loved what I did, but then at, at some point, the love for it wasn't, wasn't there anymore. Wasn't enough. It wasn't enough because that, that wasn't my passion. It wasn't something that I was passionate mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. And so. Are you doing something you're passionate now? I am. <gasps> choosing me. <laughs> but I, I did, I, I had to, um, I had to leave that job. I gave them two and a half months notice. I had to leave that particular job in order to make room for what it is that God wanted me to do and for what it is that I wanted to do. And 
that opened up the doors. That opened up the doors. It opened up the doors for me to realize how much I needed therapy, how much I was existing and not, not living, not truly, truly, truly living. So those were the de defining moments that got me to this point of reclaiming my power, I choose me. I reclaimed my power from the abuse that I went through, that trauma. I, rebu I, I reclaimed my power from the anxiety that, that held me down for so many years. I reclaimed my power from the worry that I dealt with for so many years and from all the things and people that I allowed to hold me back and not live a fulfilling life, my best life. So reclaiming my power is what I did for those things and choosing me is what I did for me. It doesn't mean that I hate anyone else or or it's not about anyone else. I love my family, my husband, my my girls, my my grandbaby, but it means that I see my value. I see my worth. I see that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am awesome. I'm smart. I'm so many awesome things that I did not see before, but I get it now. I see it now. So that's where I choose me came from. Reclaiming my power, I choose me. Amen. <laughs> that's totally, um, the, the, what was it called? You know, on YouTube, frame, thing. Anyways, oh, you're on. you're the social person. You're I I know nothing about that. <laughs> the fact that the Lord is really <laughs> getting on to me. But um, continuing on, what are you? What is your future gonna look like? Or you want your future to look like? My future, which I have no control over, but what I can say is I'm living. In my own strength, I'm. I love. I love who I am. I love the freedom that I have now. The freedom to be me. The freedom not to hide anymore from things that I didn't need to hide from. But so my future. Let's say my now. My now feels good. Looks good. If it's God's will, my future will be. Mm -hmm full of of joy or me encouraging others on how to reclaim their power and choose themselves. My future will be full of joy and fulfillment and, and passion. And, and I want to bring others on that journey, mm -hmm. along, along that journey with me. That's are, what. What are some few things people can find you on or you're working on? Well, right now I'm working on a book. Oh. A marriage book. <laughs> Whoa, we see that rock. Yeah, oh, 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 yes, yes, my rock. But yes, yeah, so I'm working on a, a marriage book, but I'm also uh, working on building my podcast uh, because I, I want to reach others. It's it, this is not for me. This is this is hopefully to encourage others and and show others how how to reclaim them their power and reclaiming. To reclaim your power from something, it, it 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 means something different to everyone. It could be, it could mean something for someone that's in a in an abusive situation, that has been afraid to leave, or or 
is stuck and think that, you know, there's no more life out there for them. It could mean something for them. It could mean something as far as them, you know, finding a way out, seeking therapy, choosing themselves over the abuse. It could mean something to someone that is um, dealing that's just stuck, right? That's just stuck. Uh, or someone in a situation of friendship that's not, that's one-sided. That's heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. So it, it can mean reclaiming my power or reclaiming your power can mean something different for, for everyone. But for me, you know, I've expressed what it means to me. So hopefully I can help someone else. Even if it, it, it reaches one person, then my, my suffering would not have been in vain. Awesome. Why are you writing a marriage book? What's the credentials? Ah, I don't have the credentials other than I've been married 25 years. Ooh. I am not a professional, but I know that through our journey, the, the journey with my husband and I, things that we've learned along the way, I think it would be helpful, a helpful guide for couples who are considering marriage, uh, things that, that need to be considered or talked about, communicated before you even take the plunge. So no, I'm no expert. I'm not a, I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm not a marriage counselor, but I am a premarital coach and a life coach. Yay. You got a website? I do. I do have a website. Oh my goodness. And my my producer created my website, which is I choose me period.com. Period spelled out.com. Nice. Where can we find you? You can find me on all socials at I choose me dot RMP. I choose me dot RMP for reclaiming my power. Looks like Hubby's home. All right, goodbye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining me. Oh, and I wanted to add, this is new, so please be, please bear with me. But one thing I, I do want to say, in addition to thanking Yvonne, I want to thank my family. I want to thank my husband and my daughters, my three daughters. I mean, so supportive, and of course, my grandbaby but so, so, so supportive of me throughout this entire process, um, through all of my ideas, you know, they've been my, uh, my opinion team, my, my supporters, my cheerleaders, and I could not have gotten this far without them. They've kept me sane, they've kept me <laughs> grounded, They've kept me from running away, and uh, all of the support from, from them has been amazing. So, Tracy, Kaya, Imani, Talina, Gigi, oh my goodness, love you guys. Thank you guys so much for all of your love, for all of your support. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining. See you next time.